would it be good for me to go to group therapy or group coaching? We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Okay, we're going to review before we get into the question. This review, the subject is called Very Applicable to All Aspects of Life. It's a, it's a good review. We're going to read just an excerpt from that. I was once betrayed in my past marriage, and having this opportunity to listen to all sides of the story helps me process mine. I'm able to understand myself, my ex, and be able to step back and see my experience and learn from it in ways that give back to me daily. Man, that's that's pretty valuable. Awesome. Right? I, I think especially since this individual has um, the courage and like the desire internally to say, I want to actually listen to this because I want to go back and you know, have a good scrub on where, uh, where things were in my relationship. I think it's like really cool. And the fact that, that uh, this individual is gaining from it is awesome. Awesome. Keep doing the hard work. Yeah, for sure. That'll pay dividends in a big way. I think that's a, a big misnomer that a lot of people have. If I can divorce myself from the, from the partner, I'll divorce myself from the problem. But that still necessitates work. So yep. it's cool to see that, that yep. taking place. Totally true. Okay, um, group. Yeah, so group. Um, I think, you know, if if there's anything that you and I are experts on, it's group processing, group therapy. So um, just a little bit of background to, to talk about why we can really speak to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have developed several programs for betrayal, trauma, and sex addiction, um, group programs, and trained therapists on how to run groups and how to, how to do group work. In many, many, many clinics. Yeah, different clinics. And so uh, I've spent countless hours in group therapy. I can't imagine. And yeah, I cannot imagine. And, and I love group work. It, it invigorates me. It... Uh, at one point, I was running way too many groups, uh -huh. um, and so now I have a really good balance. I still run group. I I enjoy it, and um, it's an important part of my work. So, um, but I know all about whether or not group is a good thing or an unhelpful thing for somebody. Mm -hmm. And what I hope we can do today is really um, describe why group is so powerful, mm -hmm. why it is so important. And, um, and hopefully get our audience thinking a little bit, hey, maybe that's the missing link, the thing that I, I may yeah. need. Or maybe I'm in a group and it's, it's a problem for my recovery right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, Kobe, talk about your experience yeah, with groups. Yeah, I, I think what's important to – I'll talk about my experience with groups because, Brennan, you, you uh, taught group for me it, it, like in the very, very beginning of recovery, which is rad. But just to draw a distinction – um, Brennan, you perform and you um, lead processing groups, whereas on my end, I, I definitely take a, a, a very big step away from processing and focus on a skill set and focus on accountability for that skill set and how and how to develop that. So there's a very big distinction. We'll touch on that later. Yeah. But as far as my own experience with group, wow, um, I still, in my mind, I have this little movie of me walking into 
group for the very first time. And I still remember the arrogance that I brought in with me. I, I completely remember that. And I, I was the one that wanted to go into, into group, but I had had this experience with group um, like in, in various 12-step um, settings where guys had shared stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere near as bad. So I brought in my own, um, I'm unique, yes. arrogance, mm-hmm. right? I'm not as bad as, as, no, as the average Joe. I've never that before with guys in group. <laughs> that never happens. Never at all. Yeah, they, they're a lot worse than me, and I kind of got it figured I out. I sang right? that story for so long. But, um, but I can tell you, um, it was really, really important for me to go to group. It was a super important part of this because there was one aspect that was totally true for me of my own experience in, in, in addiction, and that was nobody knew. Nobody knew. Friends didn't know. Uh, parents didn't know that that I had this. I had this deep struggle. Ashlyn found out, right. but I certainly didn't share it with her. And so, because of that, I was on my own little island, and I was so isolated from from people. Moreover, my shame, my narrative in my head that was saying I am no good because here again is another relapse. So. Um Group helped me so many ways. Addiction, out of that. and this is this is one of the big ones though that you're hitting off uh, right right off the get go here. Uh, addiction um, creates isolation, Ugh. and um, betrayal trauma creates isolation. And so when when you when you recognize that, mm-hmm. and you go and you you step into a group, and you start connecting with other people about addiction, you're actually acting directly against what addiction does and that's why it was probably hard for me the first i don't know brandon it was probably hard for me the first number of weeks probably a month or so give or take it was hard for me to let go of the discomfort i had to really get to this place of accepting all right this is this is me this is reality there's no like (laughs) z-pack for me that i'm going to get in the first five days if if you know what it's it's uncomfortable. Why is it so uncomfortable? Because I've never acknowledged in such a public setting that I have this issue. Totally. So there you are. Your face is being seen. Yeah. People know you're here for a reason. Yep. And what that reason is, and and I gotta say, um, betrayal trauma groups are just as difficult to show your face and to be in and to start your processing. Really. As addiction groups, yeah. Um, but there you are, and and you're. It's kind of like you're outing yourself yeah and and there you are in all your denial um and and thinking you know you're gonna work your way through this hopefully you're showing up with some humility yeah um that took a minute yes that uh, took a minute for me so let, let let me back up a little bit something you said earlier there's different types of groups uh-huh. so and let's just address this there there's um what's called psychoeducational groups okay yeah yeah and what that is is like a class room type setting yeah where it's a, it's it's heavy on the education um and not so much on the processing and psych ed can be really really helpful oh man um, like powerful it totally was for me it was imperative and you started me. in psych ed yes right? yes yes and and it was powerful why because i i had scientific research and evidence empirical evidence that although I had this huge struggle, there was actually science behind it that indicated, um, like the th- that kind of defined the path that uh, fr- from when I first started 
to where I got. I was like, it was kind of like known, like this is how that process kind of takes place. But then this is a process that gets you out of that place. That there's nothing I think more, um, uh, nothing that feeds hope more than education. Yeah. And so when you go and what, when you're educated, you're like, oh yeah, that's really what's going on with me. Yeah. That's, that's me. That it, I see it's it. relieving in yes. some in some way to say like. Okay, I'm not totally effed up and I'm not this anomaly. Okay, there's other people like me, but then there's also like actual science behind this that says, yeah, my brain just when I'm stressed, it goes right into this pathway of seeking porn or masturbation or talking with somebody else. Wait, I've developed that in my head. Right. What? Right. But but when you can recognize that, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. But then you're also educated on this is where you could go. Yeah. Um, it starts to open up possibility. Yep. Um, and you're not just stuck in the emotion of what you're you're going through. Yes. It's like, oh, I get it now. I can see what I'm going through, mm-hmm. and I can see other other ways, other paths that I could take. Um, that this you know this therapist is is outlining to me. So yeah. it's it's really helpful um, that those psych ed groups to start there. It, it, the thing about it is though, Kobe that psych ed doesn't solve the problem. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. And the reason is, is because um, in order to really shift out of addiction or shift out of the fear with, with betrayal trauma, um, you have to experience something different. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go through, through an experience and, and feel it within your heart, within yeah. your soul that something is different. And, yeah. And that's, uh, that's what psych ed group or, or not psych ed. That's what psychotherapy groups do. Uh-huh. Um, the processing groups. Okay. Now I want to talk about the, the, the third type of group that you were talking about. Accountability groups. Mm-hmm. Accountability groups, I believe go, go very well with processing groups. Yeah. Yeah. So when accountability groups provide the structure and the support, um, to set up your life, to have life balance so that you can do the rigors of the psychotherapy groups, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I think hand in hand, now now if you just do one or the other, it's still good for you. Totally is. Right? Um, but the, the really, Kobe, you're all, you're, all, you're all about what I call recovery capital, which uh-huh. is having these inputs in your life, having the accountability around your life to be able to really succeed, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. what an accountability group is. Um, a psychotherapy group, uh, we're starting to go after the roots of oh, the, the issue, right? Yes. The first time that I had to actually tell my story out loud, and that's never done in my groups, in my accountability groups. That was done in this processing group setting that you're talking about. This, this, yes. uh, I mean, that, Brandon, that was such a heart-pounding and scary thing to verbalize it. Yes. And, and I only had like what? I think I was one of like six or seven guys in this group. But it was so scary. Yes. It was so scary to actually tell the story from when I was first exposed um, to the to, to what brought me to that group at that time, and yes. to actually say it out loud. But once that once that happened, right? Once the first guy shared, and then the next guy shared, and it was my turn. It was like, wait a second, like something's happening in the group, and it's like I don't feel so isolated. I don't feel so alone. I don't feel so. Um, horrible yeah. because of what I've done. And I'm realizing that I'm more like these guys. And moreover, the guys that I were looking at like, oh yeah, you too. I was now like looking at them with a lot of compassion yes. and empathy. 
And because they were vulnerable enough to share it, but also I was like, your experience has been like mine. I didn't think anybody's else, anybody right. else's was like mine. All of a sudden that uh, tunnel vision or that, that, that big heaping pile of shame that you're trapped under that you can't see out of. Yeah. You're actually listening to another guy's heaping pile of shame and you're yes. saying, wait, that's what I'm trapped under. Yes. And, and I'm not the only one. And you start connecting um, in your pain, really. Yeah. And, and so, okay, so, so let me walk you through a little bit, kind of the process. Okay. Kobe, you've been through this. Uh-huh. Um, but before I do, what I want to say is group... I also want to speak to what the therapist does in a group. Okay. That's great. Group therapy. Um, not all groups are good. Um, some groups can become problematic. Mm -hmm. And if there's not enough good energy in there, um, people who really desire recovery, they can actually start to, um, be toxic to each other. Okay. And most, most groups that I run aren't that way because the, the clientele that I get are coming wanting change. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes they want to stay stuck in their pride, in their denial, um, and that they'll start to support each other in that and back each other up in that. And I'll actually shut groups down sometimes yeah, yeah. When, I, when I see that happening or, or what I'll do is I'll insert a couple of like really good healthy guys, guys. like who, and, and they'll start to turn the tide in that group. Uh-huh. Um, and then when the group is working, there's nothing more powerful it's amazing. So, so what happens is, um, the denial that an addict is in sometimes, sometimes, um, the person struggling with addiction doesn't even know how dishonest they actually are. <laughs> and me, <laughs> yeah, that's totally me. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're bumping around, justifying things, minimizing things, um, irrationalizing things and using all different forms of denial. And, um, there's there's no one better to point out denial than somebody who's used that form of denial a lot. And when they get educated about what that denial is, there's this really uncomfortable thing that happens in group where they start calling each other out in their denial. Like, mm-hmm. hey, it really feels like you're justifying that. Yeah. Or you're totally minimizing that so you can so so you can get away with yeah. it. Yeah. And 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 the the person they're confronting in a good group, we'll have this feeling of like, oh, shoot, dang it, you caught me, but thank you, right? Yeah. And, and, and if, that's, if that's what's going on in the group, then they're eager to help each other stay honest and, and, and keep things on the surface and stay transparent in their lives. And it's really powerful when it starts to work. Okay, so what's, what's the kind of, what's, what are the primary objectives um, mile markers, benchmarks in a processing group when you start from day one? Great question. So number one, um, have a little bit of connection, like what you talked about, Okay. where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Okay. okay. Next, get honest. Learn how to get honest in a group. Okay. So instead of being able to manipulate the group like you have everything else in your life, <laughs> <laughs> the group actually helps you turn that tide okay. around. <clears throat> okay. Once you get honest, you start to um, build some real connection uh, because now you're honest with each other. You're brothers. You're, mm-hmm. you're connected. You see the real them, not the, not the fake them yeah. anymore. As that connection builds, you start to, 
to experience love and empathy uh-huh. with, with these people in your group. Yeah. And, um, and you start to experience that, which is different than what you felt with your addiction. Yeah. Um, but it takes vulnerability. It takes vulnerability on, on everybody's part uh-huh. to, to step into that. Once you have that love, that empathy, and, and that connection, we're not done yet, Kobe. Cool. Um, you actually go into some processing of trauma and identity um, as, as to who you really are, and you have your group members be a part of that so that they can see some of the most vulnerable um, fears that you have, and you can root those fears out when you have that support and that love next to you so it's, of your group members. So if I'm, if I'm hearing you, what you're saying is, is, is you, you connect, you get a little bit of vulnerability mm-hmm. to realize you're not alone. Then you work on being honest. And so you can be, you can show up being real and authentic. You learn how to trust each other. You learn how to trust each other and trust that, that the guys in the group or the, or for instance, the women in the group are going to help you live authentically when you might not realize that you're in denial of some in, in some capacity. Now, now I do want to say the betrayal trauma content is, okay. is somewhat different than this. Okay. Okay. And, okay. and I can talk about I can. So so let's too. so let's do that. We'll we'll circle to that one as well. But okay. um but then once everybody's in in this rhythm of of being um in a vulnerable, honest, and um non place of non denial. Yes. Then we start to ex- start to talk about. Um, traumas that people have experienced that have led to addiction or identity that has come as a result of trauma or experiences is it like family culture and dynamics is that what you're talking about yes and, and yes that will start to come out and what else will come out is their current relationship issues so their uh, attachment issues okay and talking through being an honest person in their relationship how yeah how to have empathy, how to connect. So so it's looking at the trauma okay. and the trauma wounds, but it's also seeing the trauma play out in their current life, Okay. right? And practicing how to be a vulnerable, authentic person in their life to create connection all around so them. So it's like a little microchasm of life in this in this processing group that, that the hope is is that they'll be able to extend that vulnerability, honesty, connection, to like their partner or other trusted yes. people in their life yes, to, to begin to live authentically and, and connect. And the therapist, Interesting. Jo- uh, the therapist job, it totally makes sense. And I, I really want to shout out to all, all the therapists out there because uh, we're all awesome. So that's gotta be really <laughs> tough. And I totally agree with you on that. Well, okay. You take seven people, eight people uh-huh. who, who don't know how to be transparent, honest, vulnerable people. And you think of the first day of group. It's extremely awkward. Yeah. Really uncomfortable. You've been there, Kobe. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's the therapist's job not to work the recovery for them, but it's the therapist's job to create a context where there is only accountability and honesty. Okay. Um, a context of love and support and compassion, but also push them to do things differently than what they normally do in their life. Okay. Um, and, and, and to, to just maintain that type of energy in the group, no matter what. And, and when it starts to go South to, to, to be strong enough to be able to bring it back up and, um, and then, and then also pull certain parts of, um, like what the group members are going through mm. as teaching moments and learning moments and opportunities 
And uh, you're doing all of that while you're managing time and making sure everybody gets a fair go in group. It's tough. Right? Talk about it's being a, boundaried, right? Yeah. I mean, you do it, Kobe. Well, no yeah, I, it, 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 it's not, it's not an easy one. And a lot of times you have to, it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like Pirates in the Caribbean where they say, where is the, 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 the big, huge book that they have? Where's the code? Right. right? And the right. code's written down and then, you know, Captain Oberbos is like, yeah, these are more like guidelines, right? <laughs> totally. A lot of times you have to institute the, the, the idea of like, okay, we're going to call an audible here and allow X amount of more time or uh, for this individual because of their situation or because this person's having such a traumatic moment, we're going to like let them just kind of slide this week because they just need to like come oh, back to totally. the group, get out of their Be own head. That. That's not. And and then knowing knowing when to leverage trust yes. to, to, re- to literally say, I'm going to ask permission to stretch you in your bones, yes. like in your soul. With what I'm going to ask push you. you. Yes, exactly. And you might hate me for saying this, but I love you, so I'm going to say Yes, it. yes, yes. Okay, so talk about, Brandon, if you will, before we get into anything accountability, talk about women's processing groups. Okay. Because um, I remember Ashlyn kind of in the same, similar boat as me, just like walking in going like, what am I doing? Like, is this really my life? So um, the women's groups um, that I've run, I, I just love running and, and, uh, it's different. So, um, as a partner who's been betrayed, your healing process is different than the person who has an addiction. It's, you know, if one person has a broken leg and one person has a broken collarbone, they're going to do different things at physical therapy. True. Okay. Um, but some of a lot of the, the same principles, um, apply. So things like, um, learning how to, uh, how to practice acceptance, radical acceptance. Okay. Going through the grieving process. So working them through a process to come to terms with their new reality. Um, and, and, and also getting out of their isolation and fear uh, and the shame around what's happened in their life is really important. And, and so when they can do that together and connect with each other. One of the, one of the big problems with betrayal trauma groups is, um, is at first it feels really good to get some validation. And you get validation by, one, the therapist educating you, saying, look, this is what betrayal trauma is. This is what you're going through. They can put words to it, and they're like, yes, that's it. I feel good, right? Then you also get validation from the other women's pain. Oh, you're in pain? I'm in pain too. We're not alone. Mm -hmm. This feels good. And that's actually an important part of the process. Um, But where 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 things can get stuck with a with a betrayal trauma group is right there is is they can the therapist or whoever's running the group can just sit right there and just sit and complain about how difficult their husband is or and and um for good reason the women who are in pain feel validated but eventually it starts to stagnate and they realize, oh my gosh, we're not moving forward. I don't feel better when I come here and talk mm-hmm. about how much pain I'm in. And um, the women's groups that really thrive are the ones that recognize, okay, I've been hurt, I've been betrayed, but now I want to do my own healing process and move forward. And the therapist can start to provide tools, start to talk about life purpose, and just just finding hope and finding healing beyond um, betrayal. Betrayal doesn't need to be 
um, the perspective that you look through for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that's where real healing happens is in that process. Wow. So it was a really, um, I, I know this for sure. Ashlyn did some, some psych ed, right. Um, to learn about addiction, to learn about betrayal. And that was a really key component for her as well in being able to, to distinguish when is Kobe in addict mode and when do I have Kobe? Right. And that was a really key function. And, um, you know, she did a, a shame group as well, which is kind of, I think it was like dual purpose, right? A, a, a lot of what we talk about in the betrayal trauma groups is shame resiliency. Uh-huh. That's right where I'm at with my women right now. We're talking okay. shame resiliency. Um, and with shame resiliency then comes your, your healthy boundaries and learning how to show up authentically and empowered a, as a partner. And so it's really important as a partner, you're as healthy as you can be so you can protect yourself. Um, but not learn, not disconnect and not just push away. Yeah. Um, but be able to create connection if needs be, but also create protection for yourself at the same time. So, a question on that: What have you observed um, when you have when when you work with two partners? I know you've worked with loads of couples where you have a a, a partner who's been betrayed. What's the effect in that person's? relationship when they can move through the betrayal trauma group in a successful way and gain tools and be vulnerable versus a partner who who gets stuck what's the what's the impact oh my gosh in 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 both of those relationships um well i mean the one has a possibility for a healthy relationship the other doesn't and um and really, if you want a healthy relationship after betrayal trauma and sex addiction, um, you both need to do your work. And what's awesome, what I love to see is is partners who go forth and they do their work, they, they get vulnerable in these groups, they grow so much, mm-hmm. so much because of this betrayal thing that their partner did. And they recognize, oh my gosh, like this has given me opportunity mm-hmm. to um, really step into who I am and love myself and understand myself more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of those betrayal trauma groups or when they leave, they, they recognize, I feel alive. I feel like I can move forward. The sun comes up every day and I see it. Um, and it ha- and my happiness and my well-being has nothing to do with, with that partner of mine. Mm. I, I'm moving forward regardless. That's cool. Um, okay, so let's let's transition, um, and let's talk just real quick about accountability groups. Okay. Um, and and again, I totally agree with what you're saying. Is like if you have access to group, whether it's whether it's um, online, mm-hmm. because you guys conduct groups. We have some online groups. Some online yes. groups, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and and I think that's a. I mean, I I don't know that that was a thing. In fact, I don't. I, I was. It wasn't aware of that being a thing for me, um, early in recovery. So the fact that that is an option, huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as accountability groups are concerned, really, this is just a matter of saying, okay, let's let's just put down some skills. Let's put down some. Um, let let's have everybody um, list some some boundaries and some bottom lines that will keep them safe. So structures. And yes, 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 yes. Structures. And and um and and let's just say let's account for how we do how we work against these metrics every day. Yes. In a, in a, in a, some kind of check and thread, whether that's Marco Polo 
or WhatsApp or what you know whatever the case is. And then once a week, let's get together and let's just account for our week overall and be vulnerable. But the 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 difference between this and a, a like a step group would be the ability for um, for group members to exchange ideas, to exchange, to extend empathy and understanding and support and love. And while challenging, like you had talked about, yes. um, and, um, and, and sharing best practices sometimes, yes. because a lot of the stuff with like, like for instance, um, structured living, right? Yes. Like that stuff, it's just insane to me that I don't know about you, but the people that, that I've worked with over the years have been wildly successful in academia whether they're students, you know, going to college, right, or they're high school students, or they're professionals, or whatever the case is, they've been wildly successful in their career, and they possess the same skills in their career that they're desperately lacking in yes. the arena personally of recovery. Yes, and they 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 can't see how those same best practices, the same actually structured work. living, actually work. They they can be just essentially just copied. And cut and then pasted into their recovery life, yes, yes. because it's because the lens of shame that they use, in, in not knowingly in the, in their own eyes about where they are and their struggles, blinds them from all of that. Right. So the whole objective with accountability is to say, let's let's just pick up some skills. Let's be let's be scheduled. Let's be uh, you know organized. Let's find best practices. Let's use time management. Let's get out of like perfection or failure. So a lot of times it's helping guys figure out how they can do small, sustainable uh, dailies, for example, Absolutely. without going to the extreme of like, I'm going to do this for, you know, I'm going to go from not doing anything to going to an hour long spin class, you know, five days a week. It's like, how about we maybe start with some walking right. first? Yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because yes. oftentimes it's the shame that can propel people into a place of action. It's not sustainable. You know, I'll I'll do intakes, Gobi, and at the end of the intake, I'll I'll say, look, you need EMDR, you need you know you need group therapy, you need this, and then I'll say, and you know what else you need? You need a good night's sleep. You need to journal a <laughs> totally, little bit. Totally right. Need, yeah, and just those little structures. I I'll say that's just as therapeutic. Yeah. As this deep work. Yeah. And so, it, you know, I love it. I love it, Kobe. I I'm a, a big proponent of accountability groups because. Um, that structure is so important and awesome, and the work you do is is really really important. I hope you understand that. Yeah, thank baby. you. Yeah, it's um, it's I kind of get I get I can echo kind of the same thing that that you shared about your own groups where they're invigorating for me, and I oftentimes walk away saying that I took away more from this group than any of you guys did, and I've got no way to prove that. Right. But that's I I do feel like I've just gleaned so much from the exchange from from the um, from the vulnerability, from the connection, yes. from the exchange. But also it's like there's guys who come to groups some weeks and are having a horrendous time. Right. And whereas, you know, Jenny Lunchbuck the week before was having a really great time. Right. And so there, there becomes this, it's like this ever-evolving um, little ecosystem of support and help and because there's so much connection and vulnerability and honesty, they know how to help them along and say, you can do this, encourage yes, them and, yes. and say, don't forget your don't forget your tools, man. You can leverage this stuff 
to get you where you want to go. You know, to, to kind of wrap this up, Kobe, I going along with what you're saying. Um, I have group members who were in group eight years ago, nine years ago, Mm -hmm. and they are like brothers still. Mm, And and, that's cool. And, and women's groups that, you know, they had, they were totally isolated and alone and they, they have sisters now. And when I talk about brothers and sisters, I'm talking about, they can call each other in the middle of the night and say, Hey, I'm struggling. Or can I come sleep on your couch? Or I just need to work through something right now because you know, I'm going into my drama and I can't connect right now. So, yeah. so help me see my denial here. And to have those type of people and support in your life is a game changer, Yeah, like total game changer. And, and they will hold you up and they will hold you out of addiction and out of, out of getting stuck in the fear cycles of betrayal. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because Ashlyn also runs accountability groups and the, the format's fairly similar. There's some variations and so forth and the metrics that are used. But um, they have a Ashlyn has a group of women who are gonna, you know, drive or fly across the country to get together to have their own little like pseudo retreat. Yeah, and and go. and this was happening all the while Ashlyn was just dealing with, and she still is dealing with the death of her father. Like they're all like, we're not gonna like necessarily hit her with this yet, but we're gonna like organize this and plan this. Because we want to get together because yes. there's such deep love and there's so much uh, bonding that's taking place. Right. So they said, hey, FYI, Ashlyn, like we planned this. We're going to get together. Love to have you. And uh, so Ashlyn's going to go and, and uh, partake of that. But that's the kind of stuff that is on the other side of this really big fear about being in a group or airing your quote-unquote dirty laundry I in front of people. I don't want my face to be seen because then my neighbor might be there. Well, you know what? Go anyways. And if your neighbor's there, then he's probably freaking out that yes. you're there. And yes. so you'll connect. Yes. Um, and, and and I'm better than them. You know, I don't, my problem's not as bad as theirs. So why should yeah. I have to go? Go anyways. And you'll yep. realize you got just as much denial going on. Yeah, it's, it's the and truth. It takes courage and vulnerability. And Kobe, you were, you were a great example to your group. I saw this happen where it was just like, the answer is yes, we're going to do this group thing and it's going to work. And your group bonded quickly and it was a solid group. It was a good group, cool. right? Still have, so. I still have contact with, with guys in that group when that was, you know, years ago, years ago. Yep. Years ago. And, uh, they're, they're, they're of the most rich relationships, like human relationships that I, that I have. Cause, cause not many people know you on that level. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, guys, glad you're here. Um, this is a very shareable episode, simply because it will give you a, a, a peek behind the curtain as to what group can do for you, whether you're the betrayed, whether you're the addicted. And um, if you haven't yet, hop over to iTunes. Go ahead and rate and review. Love to hear from you. And uh, thanks for being here. Yep. See you guys.